All right, welcome to the Blue Mountain Fantasy Baseball Champion League podcast brought to you by your good friends at Red Triangle Sports. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski. Joining me, Shane Stein. It's great to be here tonight, Matt. And Kyle Stramera. Hey, let's talk about this league. Yes, um, almost at the halfway point of the regular season um, after Sunday concludes we will be at the halfway point of the regular season, so tonight we are going to talk um, mid-season all-star team and all-surprise team. Um, let you guys know who the all-stars are and who the guys are that are contributing uh, more than we thought they would at the start of the year and are doing some nice things for their teams. Shane, you have another trivia question for us. I do. Why don't uh, we uh, kick it off? Wouldn't be a good show without... Testing your guys' knowledge a little bit. Uh, last week, I I went and... I went and... <laughs> Kyle, what are you uh, doing over there? My computer's dying. I have to uh, plug it in. All right. All right. What are you so concerned about? Put your headphones back in. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. Wouldn't be a show without a little technical difficulties, but... <laughs> Whatever. Shut up. At least it's not a multi-man hangout. Yeah, at least it's not on our end either. Anyway, last week I uh, tested you guys and see how well you know the active career hits leaders. Uh, so this week, uh, obviously a lot of talk about Clayton Kershaw lately. Um, I, I've dubbed him the best pitcher ever um, that I've ever seen anyway. So did you know Clayton Kershaw is 10th on the active career strikeouts list i'm wondering if you two baseball aficionados can give me the top nine well we'll try (laughs) Um, i will go with justin verlander justin verlander is sixth on the list uh 2020 strikeouts How many does Kershaw have? Kershaw has 1,851. All right. So you got to have more than that. Hopefully. Um, Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels is on the list. He's seven. He has 1,994. So he's coming up on that 2,000. Probably his next start out. John Lackey. Lackey is on the list. Uh, the Bulldog is number five. Uh, 2,032. You guys going from the bottom up here. This is much harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, <clears throat> do you want me to fill in? I got one. Uh, no. All right. Let's go with John Lester. John Lester is not on the list. He's 11. Uh, just <sighs> just behind Kershaw. Uh, 120 strikeouts behind Kershaw, but just about. King Felix. Felix is on the list. He's number three. 2,195 Ks. If this were 500 questions, Kyle, you'd be eliminated. I don't know, I don't know what 500 questions is. You guys didn't see I the new, no idea what you're talking about. new TV show that just came out? 500 no, we questions? Didn't. All right. We'll I only watch baseball or basketball. <laughs> All right. You got number one, two, and four still out there, and eight and nine. Uh, 
I honestly can't understand why you guys haven't gotten one and two. I thought they were pretty easy. <laughs> Give us some time, right? We're, we're rounding into form here. It's not that easy. So relax, first of all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> David Price. David Price is not on the list. Come on, man. He is. Are you kidding me? Twenty first. Not even fifteen hundred yet for Price. Um. Bullcrap. We have people just yelling at their phones right now. Answer. I'm pretty sure at this current moment, all of the players on this list are owned in our league. If that can help you out. Here's the thing, like I want to say Tim Linscombe, but I don't think he's on the list, so I'm not going to. Um, I don't think he's owned. I think I said I, I thought they were owned, but I'm not positive. <laughs> okay, so I'll let you guys know. Tim Linscombe's number twelve. He's okay. not on the list. All right. All right, I'm going. Wild guest here, Jared Weaver. Jared Weaver is not on the list. He's number nineteen. Clearly, this question is harder than I thought it was. Um, Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright is 24th. That's awful. Bad guess. Shane, this is a stupid question. <laughs> I thought this question was going to be a lot easier uh, when no, I was CC Sabathia. Good one. CC Sabathia is number one. I can't <laughs> believe you guys didn't get that. Uh, 2,614, get so. way above everyone else. Good job, Kyle. Um, 330 clear of, of the next closest guy. So. Well, I had to bring a list of the baseball teams in front of me. That's how <laughs> bad I was struggling. So, um, it's a rough night here. Um, couple... Uh, some Cy Young winners still on the list here that uh, you guys are, are missing. Some Cy Young winners, huh? Who are old pitchers? That, I guess that's what it comes down to. Man, I feel really dumb right now. Um, Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto is not on the list. Um, he is thirty-four. He is 31st on the on the active list. Okay. Whatever. Well. Okay, I got one. Let's hear it. Johan Santana. Johan Santana is not on the list. Is he even active? Is he active? I guess he's not. Uh, I don't believe he's active, so... Yeah, I think he retired. All right. Fair enough. Francisco Liriano. <laughs> 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 he is not on the list as, as well. Him and Santana um, are basically the same player, so if we could add those two together, I think he'd be <laughs> on the list here. Well, I figured you guys would get this one, so we'll just get it out of the way. Um, you'll be mad at yourself. The oldest pitcher in baseball, uh, Bartolo Colon, is, oh. is number two on the list. Uh, 2,282 strikeouts. So, yeah. You guys still have number four, eight, and nine, and two of them have won a Cy Young Award. 
I believe. Zach Granke. Zach Granke is eighth. 1,947. All right. What about uh, Scott Kasner? He's old. He is not on the list. Uh, he's 18th. Speaking of Scott Casimir, um, nice Alex Wood trade, Kyle. Uh, giving a jab at me because he got hurt. Yeah. Or... Yeah. That's cool, dude. <laughs> He's gonna be fine. I'm not worried. All right, I'm, I'm gonna out. give you I'm guys of... thirty seconds until you're out. I'm out. Of, I'm out of guesses. Ubaldo Jimenez. He's not on the list. He's number twenty. All right, I quit. All right, number nine. This guy pitches in a lot of big games. James Shields. James Shields is number nine. Uh, 1,899. So he's going to be coming up on that 2,000 career soon. And number four, just picked up this week in a great spot start by the Dutch Oven, Jake Peavy. Ew. Uh, 2,148. Uh, lots yep. of strikeouts. Cy Young winner. You're right. He was a Cy Young winner. Yep. All right, that was brutal. Um, that took up almost the first <laughs> 10 minutes of the podcast. Um, Shane, you've had your trivia privileges revoked for one, for one week. <laughs> we're going to have to make these a little, uh, little easier as we go I was on. hoping you were going to do home runs. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. You know I don't like starting pitching, so. Yeah, stupid. I, I don't either. Um, all right, so we had a trade happen uh, around 6.30 tonight. Slump Busters, Brandon Scherr, who's putting a hurting on Andy this week. They acquire Albert Pujols from Team Gorilla Glue, uh, O'Brien. He gets Manuel Margot. Uh, I think this is a good trade for both teams. Nice to see Scherr going for it here in his first season in the league, but I think uh, Bino got the best prospect that he's gotten so far in his fire sale. Um... And it was one of the last trades he's made, so nice job by him. Yeah, I think this is a pretty fair deal, uh, and I think this is the <clears throat> best one that Bino's made. Um, I really like Margot as a prospect, obviously. A lot of potential there, and obviously he had to get rid of Pujols somehow, and does a nice job. Um, really makes the offer that I made to the Gorilla Glue Look really bad, so <laughs> not even gonna mention what mine was. So Rob Kaminsky, right? <laughs> it was Rob Kaminsky. <laughs> um, thought I'd throw a little low ball out there. Um, but yeah, Margot's a nice return for for Gorilla Glue. I think they did well. Yeah, um, I gotta say I can't be more excited about the fact that Sherry's going for it. I love it. I love that there's another team that's just ready to go and try and win. Um, and it wasn't at a huge, huge cost. Uh, I will say I do think there was a slight overpay um, just looking at what Bino valued elsewhere. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to give actually the slight win to Bino on the deal. Yeah, sure. Obviously, he felt like he needed some pop in his lineup. Um, Pujols will replace Pedro Alvarez. Um I think that's that's definitely an upgrade for sure. But I'm definitely excited about Margot. Um, looking at Margot's numbers, he is more of a average and steals guy than um, power. So I think that's probably why 
sure was willing to drop him um, or at least trade him. Yeah, um, clearly, sure. I think he's about what is he about fifteen game, not about twelve games out of the playoffs, something like that. Um, obviously, having a great week this week, and we talked to him a couple weeks ago. He he's gonna make a move. He's going for it. Um, wants to see what he has. And Pujols is a guy that, like we always talk about, can probably turn around and and get some value from him at the deadline if if need be. So, no harm here. I mean, you have a team that's on the outside looking in that needs to find some areas to improve and I think they did yeah I think that's the one thing I was just going to add um, and you hit on it was the fact that you know if for some reason he does fall further out of contention uh, it's early enough that he bought on pools that he can get something back for him so um, definitely low risk yeah and I'm hoping that sure can uh, continue to do some work against Andy this week yeah, I think uh, looking at the scores right now, that's that's got to be the one that sticks out the most. Um, Matadors kind of just pummeled their way through the early going in this season, and now Schur's team has been playing pretty well lately. Um, and no different this week as they already have 10 bombs on, uh, on a Thursday night, which is pretty impressive. Um, obviously a big night so far tonight. Looks like they have six of their homers tonight. So <laughs> uh, two homer night from Jones and Eugenio Suarez, you know that makes Kyle a little sad over there, um, as he's rotating six different shortstops every week now, like the rest of us peasants. Um, but yeah, if they can put a big, uh, big finish to this week, and you get 13 wins against uh, against Andy, that's always obviously huge. A couple other scores to mention. Um, shout out to Kyle's brother Frank, who we never talk about on the podcast. He's up 10-4 on a good Fanatics team, and. Cody, um, despite not beating Billy last week, um, you are you're beating up Day this week eleven two. So always have to give Cody a, a shout out on the podcast so we don't get a mean text message at two o'clock in the morning when he's off his shift, uh, letting us know that he did not that we did not mention him. <laughs> yeah, Frank actually texted me a few hours ago. I was like, I I picked a bad week to have a, another down week from my guys. And must have had some some action here in the last couple hours because he obviously turned it around and now he's up ten four. So, um, pretty funny looking at the breakdown. I mean, I always like to see who's uh, who's been lucky, who who's kind of been unlucky so far. And Frank's kind of taking that dubious uh, crown right now, of being the unluckiest owner in the league. Um, he is the first overall team in the breakdown, and not much to show for it record wise as he I think he's tied for like eighth. So And you made the comment though, so you think Frank has the best team in the league. I do. Uh, I had a chance to play the Destiny last week and I had a big week and I feel like his team didn't play up to its potential and still it was it was a dog fight. I only come up with a seven six win. Um he just has good players everywhere. Uh there's just not a whole lot of holes in it, in his team right now. Um and anytime Obviously, you got, I got Kershaw in the two-star week, which makes his team even that much better. But, I mean, he's strong everywhere. Pitch, starting pitching, um, bullpen, and obviously the offense is pretty good. So, And, Shane, you're looking for the ever-elusive 14 nothing week this week against Tom. Uh, right now you are conquering it. Will you hold on? Um, yeah, the goal going in this week uh, was to get 12, and anything more than that would be a bonus. But it's just kind of a, a good matchup for my team. I by no means think that 
I have, I don't, I'm not one of the top teams right now. I'm not willing to, not afraid to admit that, but Tom isn't strong in the areas where I'm weak. So it's kind of nice for me. I mean, he doesn't really have a closer on his roster, so I didn't really, I'm not very good in the saves category. So that was a win for me there. It looks like, um, and my pitching has done pretty well. So looks like it's going to be coming down to whether or not uh, I can hit some home runs and maybe ERA is going to be the, the tough ones to get this week, but we definitely need it because uh, tight race here so far in the Pete Rose division. All right, let's get into our All-Stars. Um, you guys were kind enough to comprise an All-Star team here almost through Week 9. I guess the starting pitching All-Star is probably the easiest one. It's Clayton Kershaw, and we don't need to say too much more. Yeah, there's really nowhere else you can go. So I agree. Has to be Kershaw. All right. Uh, who is your all-star relief pitcher? Well, I broke it up into uh, closer and then middle relief as well. Um, I think we're on the same page here. Zach Britton has to be the, the halfway point of our season, uh, the all-star closer. Yep, there's no doubt. That's who I got. Britton is owned by our commissioner, uh, Zach Smith, Orioles fan. Has to love that the Orioles closer is doing some some good things for Kingdom Come, um, who's in a tight matchup this week with Jordan Revolution. Uh, Shane, you hey, said since we we brought up Zach, um, what would your record be uh, had there not been the categories? Um, right now, I'm a half game behind Andy. <laughs> I would be up four and a half games on Andy if I hadn't had those five wins taken away from me. <laughs> All right, cool. Just wanted to check. <laughs> thanks for putting that up on a tee for me because I wasn't sure how I was going to work that in. I was thinking about how I could work it at some point. (laughs) Well, maybe we'll bring it back at some point here in the next 40 minutes or so. Um, Never to, you can never say it enough. I was actually waiting for it Um, last week when I was playing Burkhardt. He had a couple of legal rosters against me. I was (laughs) waiting for something to go down, Um, but that shoe never dropped. So thanks, Zach, for uh, keeping things things good on the uh, end for the Desperados last week. And, and the other officers, because I know Zach is not the only one making the decisions in the league. He is not a dictator, <laughs> as opposed to what I said earlier. Um, all right, Shane, who is your middle relief all-star? Um, I was going to say Will Harris, because <laughs> I feel like I'm the only believer in Will Harris. Um, the guy's been tremendous, but it's Dylan Patances for me. Um, he's just incredible. Um just strikes out everyone. It's tough to go against him. Um, I'm gonna go with his counterpart, Andrew Miller. Yeah, he's been. They're both. They've both been really good. Um, one comment about Will Harris. He's getting some pub right now as the potential Luke Gregerson replacement. That's why I have not dropped him in the past. Uh, I guess I've owned him for about eight days or so. Um, I dropped him and then picked him back up. I figured. He has a chance to win that job at some point with Gregerson struggling. Yeah, that would be a blow to all the people that invested in Giles um, during draft season. But, you know, Harris has just been better so far. All right, all-star catcher. Uh, I went with Jonathan Lucroy. I think it has to be him so far. He's been uh, he's been the best guy. So, yeah, it's tough to yeah. go with anyone other than Posey, but Lucroy's just been better so far this year. Yeah, no one really to get too excited about. Um, I know we've talked plenty of times about the catcher position. Um, 
think there's too much to debate there um he's been really good lately can't go posy other guys to maybe consider would be like a wilson ramos or someone um but luke roy has been uh outstanding so far first base uh this is where it kind of starts to get interesting uh i went with eric hosmer um he's been outstanding this year um hitting at a just incredible clip and I have him in a pretty close race. Uh, I'm going to go with Hosmer. Yep, I was torn here. Uh, I actually wrote down two names um, for the co-all-star first baseman, Eric Hosmer, Mark Trumbo. Yeah, I was just going to mention Trumbo because I'm looking at Billy's team, and he owns both of them. And those two guys have really kind of kept him, along with Bogarts, up where he needs to be in the standings in the league because Stanton has not been great. Um, Justin Upton's been atrocious, and even Cargo has struggled. And I think, you know, Carlos Correa is probably, he's been good, but he hasn't been what we all expected Correa to be. So, a uh, nice buy on Trumbo, and Hosmer producing has really, really benefited Billy um, with some of his bigger names not producing as um, we're used to them doing. Second base, it's Altuve, correct? I mean, yes, this is sir. this is about as close as a race as I think it can get, though. Um, I have Altuve and Cano. Um, it's it's hard for me to 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 pick between the two of them. I mean, Altuve has cooled off here a little bit in, in the last couple of weeks, but I mean, kind of take your pick. Altuve has been outstanding. Cano's obviously, what does he have? Sixteen home runs. Yep. I mean, it's it's tough to to differentiate. Just kind of take your pick for me. Kyle, were you close to considering Cano for your team? Um, I wasn't, but it probably wasn't fair that I didn't really consider it. Um, I do obviously realize how great Cano has been, but I just think Altuve has been that much more valuable. Yeah, the steals, steals is a big deal. Um, with We've talked about how scarce stolen bases are um, in fantasy baseball now, so the nine or ten home runs you've gotten from Altuve on top of the steals, I think maybe pushes him over Cano there. Uh, let's go third base next. Yeah, this is a tough one as well. Um, there were two options, and I went with... There are two options in my mind anyway. I went with uh, Daniel Murphy. Um, this guy is hitting three ninety four, <laughs> So it's really... That's what kind of what pushed me over the edge. Um, but... I think I kind of went Murphy as well because I felt like you were going to go in a different direction, Kyle. So We're not going to talk about third baseman and not mention Nolan Arenado. So, Nolan Arenado is where I went. Um, Alright, so you also have guys like Todd Frazier, um, Chris Bryant, and Manny Machado, who I'm assuming is going to get some pub at shortstop, though. No love for Frazier um, on the All-Star team, 17 homers. I mean, obviously the homers are great, but he's hitting 220, so yeah. it's tough for me to put him uh, on the all-star team above above a guy that's hitting close to 400. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't really put him over there. Over Arenado, Murphy, um, I, I'd even take Bryant. I mean, obviously Machado, but I'm thinking of Machado more as a shortstop. So. Yeah, I uh, I just don't like the average. You, just, you, just, you just love Nolan Arenado. It's fine. 
stop it. Um, Do I? Shortstop. Yeah, I mean this one. This one's pretty close as well. A lot of, lot of good play out of the shortstop position. I think some people we weren't even expecting, but I'm going with Xander Bogarts. Um, I think the other day you dubbed him as the best hitter in baseball to me. Was that you that said that? To well, me? jokingly, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the guy's been incredible. He's hitting three forty-seven. Um, this one's this one's kind of a toss-up though. I, I would I'd go Bogarts or Machado. Yeah. Um... I can't leave Manny Machado off my all-star team, so I have him at short. Uh, Bogart was definitely a guy I had considered. I uh, started to write his name down, and then I realized I didn't have Manny Machado on the team and was excited that I could slide him in at short. Yeah, I wonder how many offers Day has received on Manny Machado despite him telling us that he's not moving him. He's gotten four from me, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many you guys have sent. I just sent one, and then I quit. But but it's got to be somewhere, I'm guessing, in the 20s, yeah. 30s. <laughs> I did not send one yet. Josh, if you're listening, still waiting for you to uh, get back to me um, <laughs> about guys that you like on my team so I can make you an offer. <laughs> I said I'd be patient, so I'm being patient. All right, uh, three outfielders. Who you guys got? Well, I think the first two were pretty easy here. I don't know about you, but uh, obviously Mookie Betts is my number one outfielder so far. Outstanding. Love love me some Mookie. <laughs> um, and number two, uh, Mike Trout. So I, I felt like those two had to be on the list. Uh, my number third one was tough. Um, I feel like it's pretty tight, but I went with George Springer. Uh, he's been really good. Um, 13 bombs. Um, it was just a tough toss-up call for me for that last for that third spot. Yeah, I, uh, I also had Mookie Betts, Mike Trout. And then my third one, um, I have a name here, but I'm not going to say it because I'm going with Bryce Harper, the best player in baseball. So you have Bryce Harper as the first half of our league all-star team. Um, ahead of names. All right, yeah, I have Gregory Polanco. I was going to say, I thought it came yeah. down to Polanco and Springer for me. But, I mean, Harper's been good, but. I feel like those guys have been a little bit better. Yeah. Um, even a guy like Ian Desmond, you'd have to look at. You know, we didn't mention him at shortstop. He's been outstanding as well. Seven homers, ten stolen bases. Definitely on pace for a 2020 season there. So, yeah, I don't think Harper, Harper can make this list, Kyle. I know he doesn't. I just wanted to say his name. <laughs> and utility is pretty easy. Um, the best DH in the game. David Ortiz, correct? Yeah, I think uh, he might even be my MVP right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think we we all know David Ortiz is pretty good. I don't think any of us expected this. Um, it's been just incredible. Um, the guy's hitting 340 with 15 homers, <laughs> and he's what 40 years old. How how old is Ortiz? Yeah, I think right he's now? 40. I, I don't know how this guy can retire. I don't he's see. on pace to have like pretty much one of his best seasons ever, yeah. and he, he's going to give it up. So, <laughs> just incredible I'm, seasons. Uh, I'm fairly certain we can blame Jordan Berg for Andy having him at such a cheap price. <laughs> I think it dates back that far. I think there's a lot of things we can blame Jordan Berg for. <laughs> I, I've never had the pleasure, but I've heard heard quite a bit. <laughs> I think you might be the winner here. Huh? I think he, me and Sure might be the only people in the league that he doesn't owe money to, from what I've heard. Um, um, that might be a true statement. 
Might be a trivia question for next week. <laughs> Who does Jordan Jordan, hurt? If, if you're listening, uh, we miss you. <laughs> Another guy. Can we give a shout out to Raider? Um, oh, we have to. Yeah. yeah. Where's that guy at? <laughs> I saw him uh, a few months ago. Um, there's a a brewery in Kershey. The name of it's slipping my mind. I think you told us that, like. A couple months ago, you saw him a couple months ago, so how, how long has yeah, it really been? It, it's been... Let me guess, you were with Zach and Bino. Season. It was right before football season. The last time uh, I saw Raider was probably about <clears throat> four years ago. I saw him at Hollywood Casino, and he was at the poker table, and he looked like he had been there for about 72 hours straight. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe if I go back there in a little bit, maybe he'll be slumming it at the one-two tables. Any other? I think uh, I think Zach's still waiting for him to show up to his wedding. Any other owners in the league that have, have kind of gone away? Who else? Phil. It was Phil. Uh, I think yeah, those are the Phil. only three. Forgot about Phil. Good old Phil. Um, your time was short in this league, <laughs> and I don't know if you're missed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with that sentiment. <laughs> I, I think those are the only three, though, right? Those Raider, Berg, and uh, and Phil are the the three that have come and gone. That's it. All right, so that's the all-star team. Um, guys, each of you just give a rundown of what your all-star team is to kind of recap. Uh, yeah, Kershaw, Britton, Batonsis. And then you go Lucroy, Hosmer, Altuve, Cano at second. Um, I have Bogarts at short, Murphy at third. And then Betts, Trout, Springer, and Ortiz. I mean, those have been the guys that have produced the most so far in the fr- through uh, eight and a half weeks of, uh, of our regular season. Yep, uh, mine was Kershaw, Britton, uh, Andrew Miller, Luke Roy, Trumbo, Altuve, Machado, Arenado, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, and Gregory Polanco. And then David Ortiz in the utility. Yeah, hard to argue with those All-Stars. Um, and there are some surprises on that All-Star team, I think, but did anybody double up on your guys' surprise and your All-Star team? Um, I have one. I have one guy that doubled up. All right, so let's get right into the all surprise teams. Uh, same format. Let's go with uh, all surprise starting pitcher. Um, I feel like we're going to be on the same page here, but uh, I think you have to go with Rich Hill. Um, not expecting what 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 we've seen from Hill so far. He's been outstanding. Um, got him for a cheap price in the draft, Kyle. And it's certainly paid off. He's he's been really good. Yeah, um, actually, I wrote his name down as well. Always love opportunity to talk about my players. Um, but the good thing about Rich Hill is I dropped him at one point. No one picked him up, um, and I got him for one dollar cheaper then because of that. So <laughs> uh, being up against the cap here, it's been nice to have that extra dollar floating around, and uh, it's also <laughs> just nice to say that everyone else had a chance at him. Always a guy, always a guy looking for a discount. That's right. Yeah, let me guess. Uh, you would trade Hill to anybody for cheap, right? You can have him cheap. No, <laughs> he's not cheap. So other guys, I guess you guys could have considered for the all surprise team would be um, maybe a guy like Jose Quintana, uh, Jeff Samarja, Chris Tillman, and everybody's favorite ten dollars starting pitcher John Lackey. <laughs> 
Yeah, I definitely considered Samarja, um, but it, it was tough for me to put him on an all-surprise team when I went out and paid $29 for him. So I obviously expected him to be pretty good this year. So uh, definitely a little more surprised by what Rich Hill's doing. Yeah, Chris Tillman was the other guy I looked at. No love for John Lackey. Everybody underrates him. I feel like I can't be surprised because he does it every year where you get him for $10 and then he's really good and I'm wondering why I didn't pay for him. So, All right, all surprise closer. Uh, I went with another one of Kyle's guys here, uh, Jan Mar Gomez. Um, guy that really wasn't expected to do much, uh, not even hearing about him much in the, in the beginning of the season and then he takes over the job and he's, he's been really good. Um, so really nice start to the season for, for Gomez yeah um, again another opportunity to talk about one of my players so I did as well have Jamar Gomez as my surprise closer um, I think it's fair to talk about Steve Sishak as well um, the guy that we weren't super high on as a closer and doing some good things yeah I was going to say you know, we could definitely talk about Sishak but the other guy I think we could mention He's not that highly rated, but again, I think we talked about how great Fernando Rodney's been. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't get a ton of save opportunities because the Padres um, are slugger-esque on the atrocious uh, <laughs> rating. So, unfortunately, uh, Rodney in Frank's bullpen hasn't had any opportunities to really blow up, so he hasn't done so yet. Um, so- I actually... Didn't, haven't really seen Gomez throw that much this year. I actually saw him throw for the first time, I want to say, a couple weeks ago. I didn't realize how soft he throws. Yeah, he's, um, he didn't throw hard at all. I mean, he locates very well. I mean, is there any concern there? I mean, obviously, I'm not 100% sure that he holds this job down long-term as far as in their future. Um, but there's got to be some concern as far as what this guy's doing, right? I think if you're the Phillies, the goal with Gomez is to flip him to somebody needing some bullpen help, and then Hector Neris becomes your your long-term closer for the next couple of years. I think that's that's the goal there with what the Phillies are doing. And as we talk about Hector Neris, let's just talk about he's my uh, relief pitcher that's not a closer. He's your surprise, um, all surprise. surprise middle reliever. He is. I knew you were going to go with Neris, so I went in a different direction. Um, Alex Colomay. Um He's, a closer. He technic- he's technically a closer. He has, he's probably not going to have that job for much longer as Boxberg gets back here. Boxberger's out two months now with an yeah, oblique yeah. strain last night. Well, I missed that, obviously, yeah. that injury last night. But, I mean, call me. I just went with him as a guy that, I mean, he's fill- a fill-in closer, I guess. But he, he's been much better in the role than, uh, than anyone expected, obviously. Um, we're really looking at him as a guy going into the year that was really even draftable. And then, yeah. Uh, Turning in a really, really nice season. I think we could have went Erasmo Ramirez here as well. He's been pretty good. Yeah, Colome, that injured Boxberger is huge for the Desperados squad because if he, if Boxberger was going to get the closer job, I was going to go have to go out and buy a relief pitcher to get, uh, or a closer to get a third one on my team. And now with Boxberger out, I think I have um, three now for the rest of the season. So I'm probably going to be out of the closers market for the time being. So. I know that's probably a market you're looking to get into, Shane. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. I'm gonna have to pick up some uh, some closer help at some point in in the in the future. Um, obviously, I only have two of them, and I mean, you, you kind of got to have three if you want to compete. I think most of the most of the good teams have have three. 
All right, all surprise catcher. Uh, this is where I had my double up. Uh, I went with Jonathan Lucroy again. Um, to be honest, I, w I was out on the guy this year. Um, I, I He was good, obviously, a couple years ago. Then he had the bad year last year. And now he's back uh, doing some nice things and um, obviously playing really well in the first half here. Uh, total surprise for me. Yeah, I actually had Wilson Ramos. Uh, was just another guy who's playing well at the catcher position. Wasn't expecting um, to do anything. So, Catcher position, as we talked about, has been atrocious. I guess the only other name you could really consider other than the you know, Chris Herman, I guess we could talk about. No one really even knew who he was coming into this year, but uh, Salty was probably a guy we could consider, but he's not even owned in our league anymore, so. And I don't think he's homered in close to a month. Uh, he's been sitting on seven for quite some time now, so. Yeah, Ramos would have been my pick as well if I had to go um, that route. First base. I wrote two names down for this one. Um, first one, I'm going to go with Mark Trumbo. Um, obviously, Billy believed in him, and he's he's been outstanding this year. I I was out on Trumbo as well. I didn't I didn't really see this coming. Um, obviously, the potential for a big year was there, but uh, surprised at how how well Trumbo's done so far in Baltimore. Uh, the other the other name I went with was Travis Shaw. I mean, obviously, this guy's been incredible. That's who I had, Travis Shaw. Yeah, you had Trumbo on your all-star team, so I guess for you, Shaw is a surprise. Another guy um, that you guys probably should have considered or may have considered is Mike Napoli. 12 bombs. Um, you know, just that typical guy that Frank owns. You know, the guy that everybody wrote off and then he has a monster season. Um, Napoli's been outstanding. He's been great the last couple weeks. Um, I, I got to see it last week. I think he had three homers against me. I think he has at least two more this week. So, last couple weeks, he's been on a tear. All right, surprise, second baseman. Yeah, definitely a couple guys you could look at here. I went with Ben Zobrist. Um, ah, come on. Just for the fact of how good he's been. Um... I think we all thought he was going to be pretty good. I don't think we all thought he was going to be this good. Um, but, yeah, this was a tough one for me. Um, I had Neil Walker. Yeah, that was the other name I wrote down. Um, just wasn't expecting this kind of uh, power surge. Um, he's three homers away from matching what he hit last year in a third of the amount of at-bats. So... Walker's been outstanding. Um, Pedroia's been really good. Yep. Probably a little bit of a surprise in the same line as Zobris that we didn't expect him to be this good. And then the other guy, um, the production's been front-loaded, but Gene Segura is another guy I guess you guys could have considered for the surprise second baseman um, spot. Surprise third baseman. Who do you guys have? Yeah, I had two names written for this one. I, I went Homer, um, Nick Castellanos. Um, this guy's been great for my team this year. Um, the average has been plus. I, I don't know that that sticks all year long, but he's hitting about 325, I think, somewhere around there. Um, he's, he's been great and, and get, getting some power along with it. I think he has about 11 bombs. So 
Uh, Castellanos has been really good. Is it Castellanos or Castellanos? I honestly don't know. So I'm going to go with Castellanos. But, yeah, he. I, the other name I wrote down was Jake Lamb as well. So You must have taken German in high school. <laughs> I did not. You took Spanish? Yeah. Fair enough. We got yeah, um, the two names I have are Jake Lamb, um, and then Eduardo Nunez, who has third base eligibility, um, has really just burst on the scene unexpectedly. So, yeah, you guys could have talked about Travis Shaw here too. You know, is that third base eligibility? Daniel Murphy, we talked about him as an All Star. I think he almost has to be a surprise candidate, too, because I don't think any of us expected him to be this good. Um, any thoughts there? I think, I mean, obviously it's got to be surprising that the guy's hitting nearly 400. Um, I think we all thought he was going to be okay, but, yeah, certainly not, not this good. I think we all, not that it was a fluke, but I think we kind of felt that it had a little bit of a fluky feel to it, the, what he did in the postseason last year. Um, and he's turned around and, I mean... Just been incredible. Yeah, definitely surprised by what he's done. Um, yeah, I guess I just kind of overlooked him here on this one. And then the other guy would be Danny Valencia. Um, eight homers and only 133 at bats. He's been banged up, and that's why his bats are so low. But when he's been in there, he's hitting 346. He's been he's been great. Yeah, he's uh, definitely a nice. Nice addition uh, to the Dutch oven, who uh, seem to be hot lately. Um, the last couple of weeks, their offense has really come alive, and uh, it's kind of uh, they need it because they're they're in that desperation mode right now where they find themselves. I'm not sure how many back they are, but it's close to 15, 20 games I think of the playoffs somewhere around there. So they they kind of need to be hot pretty much the rest of the way out. Yeah, I think us talking about how it may be a 10 team race. Maybe woke some of these teams up that are in that ten to uh, eleven to thirteen range. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why. I mean, you see what Scherz doing this week, and and you see what uh, the way Caleb's team is in play. I mean, those were kind of the teams that were on the fringe there. You see Day come out and say he, he's willing to sell now. Um, he doesn't think his team has the what it takes to do it this year. But you have those teams that need to make a run to get back into it and you see a team like sure he's got 13 wins on the board right now see if it holds up but all it takes is one huge week to to get yourself back into it um at this point in the season anyway gotta give a shout gotta give a shout out to day too for his always entertaining selling messages when he decides he's selling <laughs> he always gets gives us some entertainment in that in that notice hey, while we're on the day topic i don't know if we've mentioned it yet but Cody's currently beating Day, just for anybody that's listening. <laughs> Cody is winning this week. Um, he did not beat Billy, though, last week. Uh, surprise shortstop. I feel like I'm going to be mad at you guys here because I feel like I have two guys that should be talked about here. <sighs> yeah, I took the easy way out, and I went Trevor Story. Um, didn't really see this kind of power coming from Story, so... I, I think he has to be the surprise so far the first half. I wrote three names down. Um, I knew you would talk about Story. Um, so I also have Alebnis Diaz and Ian Desmond written down as two guys that I am shocked by the way they're playing. Yeah, Diaz has definitely cooled off of late. Um, 
but I've been encouraged by the fact that the Cardinals have made it pretty much publicly known that he's their shortstop of the future, and Peralta and Carpenter are going to be moving around to some different spots, so I'm excited about Diaz. No love for Jonathan VR from you guys. Yeah, I figured that's where you were going with this. Uh, you wanted some Diaz and Villar pub, and I didn't give it to you, but yeah, Villar's been, VR's been awesome. Um, wish I would have outbid you in the draft. Uh, he was a guy we were both targeting. And you got the better of me. You wanted Jed Jerko just a little bit more. I did. I did. And then I ended up dropping him, I think, before the season even started. <laughs> uh, yeah. Disappointing. Uh, surprise outfielding unit. Who you guys got? This would not be a show if we did not talk about my best player, Adam Duvall. Um, this guy has been just incredible. Um, I pick him up for a spot start just because I needed one of was trailing in RBIs one week. Um, the guy's been I, – I end up dropping him, and then I pick him up again, and he's just been delivering ever since. Um, it's hard for me to fully believe in him, so, but, I mean, at this point, it's hard to, to not believe in what he's doing. The power has been just outstanding. So hard to keep Adam Duvall off this list. Who else you got at outfield? Uh, I also went with Jackie Bradley Jr. Tough to keep him off this list as well. I think we all were kind of shocked when we saw Frank was keeping him this year. Yes. Um, I think it's safe to say we all were. And Frank has certainly turned out to be right on this one. So, um, yeah, I don't think anyone saw this kind of production coming from Jackie B. Um, he's been incredible this year. And... The other one I went with is Odebel, Odebel Herrera. Uh, this guy's been fantastic this year. Um, didn't expect much coming from that Phillies offense, and he's been uh, a very bright spot for them and uh, doing some work for the Fanatics. Yeah, so my list is very similar. Um, I have Jackie Bradley Jr., Adam Duvall, and then actually my third one is Carlos Beltran. Um, he has been very good. Um, was not expecting him to do this well. Expecting just to continue falling off in his old age, but um, he's really been tearing the cover off the ball. How long do you guys think Herrera can keep this up? Um, you know, only five homers, only six stolen bases from him. Is he a guy that can, you know, continue this high BABIP and uh, the walk rate that he's been doing? I don't know. I, I wasn't really high on on Herrera coming into the year. But the guy's been outstanding. Um, I, I think it's fair to say the, the batting average is probably going to regress a little bit. Um, but if he ends up with a, something like a 12 homer, 15 steal a year, I mean... I think that's that's gonna be pretty. You're gonna be pretty happy with it if he hits around 280 somewhere around there. Yeah, um, I think he's a sell high candidate, especially in a league full of Phillies fans. Um, I don't expect him to keep it up. Uh, he's been good up to this point, obviously, and you know I think he'll still be productive. But I think if you move him now, you can get a nice little return for him. No love for the boss man on the surprise team, Melvin Upton Jr. He's been really good. He's been really good. Uh, 
I just don't think he's been as good as the other guys that I that I had on the list. Um, yeah, he's certainly. But I fully expect him to turn into the player we all think he is uh, shortly. So I think that might have played into it. You expect him to go back to BJ Upton instead of Melvin Upton. Yeah, I fully expect him to go back to the 190, <laughs> 200 strikeout guy that he is. I have no belief in Melvin Upton. <laughs> yeah, I would tend to agree with you guys there. Um, I guess some other names other than Upton you guys could consider would have been Leonis Martin. Stein, I know you kind of believed in him. Um, I did. Um, I was disappointed I had to drop him. I, I didn't really have a roster spot for him at the beginning of the year, and I wish I would have. wish I would have kept him. Bino scooped him up, and uh, I've been kicking myself ever since because he would have been a nice, uh, nice piece to have in my outfield. Well, the good news is you could potentially get him cheap. I could. I could, but now now that I have Duvall, I don't really know that I have room for him again. And then the other guy, I think, kind of a strange surprise. Um, I thought Matt Holiday was done. And shout out to Cody, who owns Matt Holiday. Uh, he's been he's been pretty good. Yeah, this guy's just a hitter, man. Uh, I never really feel like he's gonna stop hitting. <laughs> um, ever since I watched him in uh, take batting practice in the was it the 06 All-Star game out in Pittsburgh? Um, I just love the guy. Um, he was hitting balls farther than anyone I've ever seen. And it, it was just incredible to watch. I've just been in love with the guy ever since. Um, it's going to be a sad day for me when he stops playing. Yeah, I think uh, since we've met our Cody quota, um, I want to throw out Trace Thompson as a guy that I think um, has been pretty good, that I wasn't expecting to be as good as he is. And I think... I keep saying I think Adam's team is really good, and we don't talk about him a lot, so give Adam a quick shout-out. Yeah, we don't talk about Adam's team a lot, um, but if we wanted to talk about it here for a little bit, I think it's a good time because this is a big week for him going up against Frank. We alluded to the way that matchup's been looking right now, and Frank's up 10-4. A lot of the categories are pretty close, um, but I think this, this is a week that Adam needs. Um, he's three back of you right now. He had a chance... Actually, it looked like he was going to vault um, over you in the Ken Griffey Jr. division and take the lead um, until you had a late Sunday outburst against uh, Tom. But I think I think this is a big week for Adam to uh, you know make some hay here in the division. Yeah, if he wants to uh, compete in the division with the Stallions, obviously you're going to have to keep a high pace. Um, and he's been playing really well lately. Um, the Fanatics are, are a pretty good team. Um, they certainly look like a playoff team to me. Uh, where they have the third best record in the league so far, so obviously they're 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 a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I think they'll they'll be uh, in the playoff picture when we when we come down to it. For me, the the big weeks, I the teams I'm always looking at, besides for obviously my division. Um, I think it's a huge week for Jordan Revolution. Um, I think it's a huge week for. Teams like the Dutch Oven, obviously the Slump Busters, um, big weeks for them. They're they're kind of on the outside looking in, and they need to, to keep pace. And you can't really have a week where you take a big loss like a 10-2, 10-3 week. So teams like that, you right now is the time where you kind of got to hang on and, and make that decision of whether or not you're going to be in this for, for, the, for the long haul. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but did we ever talk about the – trade that was made um, Jacoby Ellsbury 
um, and Brady Aiken for Evan Longoria. No, we didn't. Um, good call. Forgot about that. Probably because Cody was involved in it. Um, <laughs> I thought that I thought that was a pretty even deal with both teams. Um, I was actually looking to get Longoria too from uh, Jordan, but I think he got a better deal from Cody. So I thought, you know, getting an outfielder they needed and adding a top pitching prospect, I thought Jordan did a nice job in that trade. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty fair deal. Um, I thought both teams addressed some things that they need. Um, couldn't couldn't really get much more fair than than what it, than what it was. Yeah, um, another team that I just feel like we've kind of forgot about is, is Jordan's team, and uh, he's teetering right around 500. Obviously, I pay a little more attention to what he's doing than I'd assume you guys do, but I would say I think he won this deal. Um, similar kinds of production from Ellsbury and Longoria, you know, different categories, but um, I'd assume we'll finish similarly on the player rater. And he went ahead and got a, a very good prospect. So um, I'm giving him the slight advantage on this deal. An interesting thing to look at with Jordan's team, um, in the next month or so, Gaddis, Evan Gaddis should get catcher eligibility, and that will add some nice flexibility to Jordan's roster, allow him to move some guys around when Vote's having an off day or um, Gaddis is having an off day. That, that, could, be, that could be a nice little uh, surprise for him there with Gaddis getting catcher eligibility, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jordan seems been playing pretty well lately too. Um, he's been one of the hot teams in the past couple of weeks. I've been I've been noticing. Um, he actually leads the league in home runs. So obviously, there's a lot of power on his squad. So always dangerous whenever your team has the ability to put up a, a bunch of home runs in a hurry, like his team does. Um, he's going to be a tough team to beat down the stretch. It's just a matter of can he stay in contention. Obviously, it looks like he's going to. He's at, he's right around 500. So he's he hasn't dug himself a, a hole. He's not in, in kind of as desperate mode as I would say the oven have are right now. Um, Caleb's kind of in a spot where he kind of has to keep winning every week. Um, he can't really afford to take any losses. Jordan's in a little better position. I think he's got about 10 games on Caleb. So he's, he's in a spot where he, he's, he can allow his team to just get hot. Um, and, and it's kind of what they're doing right now. Yeah, I'll just say I think it's pretty impressive that he leads the league in homers when he throws Billy Hamilton out there every day. <laughs> yeah, definitely something to be said about that. Um, speaking of the Padres and how dismal they are, they've allowed 14 runs in the last two innings. They did have a 12-2 lead on um, the Mariners, and the Mariners have put up 14 unanswered <laughs> here to go up 16-12 in the seventh inning. So this is looking more like a Seahawks-Chargers game than a Mariners-Padgers game right <laughs> I was going to say, as we were watching, that it looked like Fernando Rodney might get one of those chances tonight. Yeah. And uh, just like that, 15 minutes later, it's uh, he's not going to get that look, it looks like. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad ball club in San Diego. Um, all right. One thing I wanted to ask you guys before we get off the air here, which team do you think is in most need of of uh, of making a deal here and adding some players to their roster, who who is it go time for that they need to, you know, make a move or some teams may be passing them by here. Um, I think it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm to be completely honest, I think it's my team. Um, 
I kind of get a little reprieve here in the, these next two weeks where I have some teams that have already sold off pieces between Tom and I get Burkhardt next week. Um, the Sluggers have kind of packed it in for 2016. But after that, I, I kind of get a, a good run of teams that are all in, in the playoff picture right now or just outside of it. So I think that my team's kind of been in a stretch these last couple of weeks where I've been very fortunate. And I look, at, I look across the league, and I don't know that I match up uh, with some of the better teams. Um, I would say right away, I think it, it's got to be sure. I think needs to make another move or two. Um, I think that would put him over the top and solidify a playoff spot for him, where I think Shane can wait a little bit longer uh, with the record that he currently has and then adding potentially 14 more wins this week and you know you would hope 10 more the following week. So I'd say it's a little more urgent for for Brandon to get something done here, I think, uh, you know, if he decides he wants to win, he needs to go for it. Yeah, I'd say it's probably time for Fick to lean one way or the other, too. I think it's time for Caleb to either make a move one way or the other. Um, he does have a lot of pieces that guys would be interested in buying, so he could start the rebuild process rather quickly if he decides he's out of it for this season. Um, but I think his team's also good enough that if he were to add a couple pieces to it, he could make some noise, so that's another guy I wanted to just mention. Yeah, definitely I think Fick needs to make a move. I think he has a pretty good team. Um, obviously the pitching has been been his weak point this year. Um, I don't think there's really many complaints about his offense. Uh, his offense is obviously pretty good. Um, I think we kind of knew that going in, though, um, that pitching was going to be where where his, his team might struggle. Um, it's going to be interesting for me when he does make some deals – um, what he's going to be looking for. I feel like he's got to be looking for draft cash, don't you think? Um, he's got Now he's got Freddie Freeman tied up. I know we've talked about it um, for eight years. He's going to be paying him a lot of money. Um, I feel like that's going to be one of the keys that he's going to be looking for in return. Yeah, probably. It would be nice if he could dump Freeman, but I don't see anybody taking on that contract. Yeah, um... By the time he's done, it'll be $45. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know that it's going to have to be a really, the deal's going to have to be really interesting if you're talking about Freeman, if he's a guy that, that he wants to let go. Um, yeah, he definitely has has a bunch of nice pieces that if he is going to sell, um, that guys would be interested in. So, yeah, he's going to have to he's gonna have to make that decision here in the, in the next couple of weeks because I feel like he's, what, about 15, 16 games out, I think, the last time I checked. Yeah, I think so. Who extended Freeman for that deal? He did this year. Okay. Any comments? Oh, just wondering. No. All right. Um, yeah, so we're a little under two months away from the trade deadline. Um, we've had a lot of activity already. I'm sure there's much more to come. Um, but I think... We're going to see a lot more activity in June than we are at the end of July. The one thing I did want to say, Shane, you told us by the time we talked next week, your team would look a little differently, and it looks exactly the same. I said in the next couple of weeks, <laughs> um, you can replay the tape on that. I think I might have said said maybe next week, but probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, it doesn't mean I haven't been trying. Um, I have been trying. Josh Day knows that I've been trying. <laughs> Um, 
Um, definitely, I know I need to make some moves, so um, hopefully in the next week or so I can make something happen. And next time we talk, I maybe I will have a different roster. I mean, his team is a little different. He has uh, Alexi Ramirez at shortstop. And, is, and John Jay. Five, yeah. five, five for five. Five for five, five, yeah. so. five, for five John Jay. All right, so that wraps up. Um, it's now June 3rd. We started this podcast on June 2nd, so I think it's time for us to uh, say goodbye here. Wrapping up week nine in the Blue Mountain Fantasy Baseball Champions League. Uh, looking forward to seeing where everybody stands after Sunday is all said and done and we are halfway through the regular season. Hoping the Desperados will be on top of the Jim Edmonds division. Uh, looking that way for now, but a lot can change. Just imagine where you'd be if you had those five games. It would be very interesting. Um, I would have a better record than Cody if I had those five <laughs> wins back. Um, all right, so saying goodnight for the Red Triangle Sports Blue Mountain Edition podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski. Thanks to Kyle and Shane for joining me as usual. Good luck the rest of the week, fellas, and we'll talk to you guys um, sometime in week 10.